A Minnesota parent organization is pushing back after being labeled a hate group. The Southern Poverty Law Center revealed its annual Year in Hate and Extremism report earlier this month. Moms for Liberty made that list. The group's goal? To empower parents to be a part of their child's public school education. We are cutting through all the controversy next. Angie Gregg is the Moms for Liberty Wright County Chapter Chair, the very first Minnesota chapter of Moms for Liberty. Angie, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. I do realize this uh, interview is a big risk, speaking to a hate group member such as yourself. I hope you can sense my sarcasm. Uh, but but tell us a bit how, how you got here. It was just a couple years ago that you decided, in a way, I guess, to, to fight back. Yeah, it was just, um, really, it was just... I wanted to be proactive with my school and with my daughter's uh, classes and what she's learning in school. And I really didn't think there was a big problem until I started asking questions. And this is kind of around the time that uh, COVID sets in, right? And we're basically locked out of our, our kids' schools. Yeah. My daughter was home during COVID and she would be in class for two hours when She was in school for six, and it just really made me question, what are they learning right now? And let's just hear from you in your own words, but what is the goal of Moms for Liberty? Moms for Liberty, we want to empower parents to be able to ask questions, to be involved in their kids' school. I think over the last 25 years or so, parents have been slowly pushed out of public schools and their kids' lives when they're in the public schools and it, and it's just has to come full circle. Parents have to be able to start asking questions. People have to be able to start standing up for their children and what they're learning and, and require that our public schools actually teach our children academics such as math and reading. And you mentioned Angie being surprised or or thinking that, I guess you knew uh, what was going on. Um, in, in your kids' schools, but highlight a couple of things that have surprised you the most uh, in these last few years when you actually uh, come to find out what is going on. Well, one of the most surprising things is that the curriculum directors are not supporting our teachers and giving our teachers the right tools to help help our children through this really hard time of the COVID that we all experience together and in different variations in different ways. The my particular school district chose to uh, train our teachers uh, about transgender youth and sexual orientation and critical race theory instead of empowering our teachers to help children through this difficult time, help families through this difficult time. Children have to come back and, and, and obey rules and regulations that they weren't having to do for the last two years being at home. And so I thought that was a really big failure on our school's part. We have one of the largest school districts in Minnesota. And, you know, when I joined with the superintendent and the curriculum director, they really didn't have an answer for that and why they did that and why they chose the teacher training that they chose in that particular year. And so that was very surprising. They asked me at the end, they just said, well, what do you want us to do? And I said, well, help our teachers, help our children. 
And none of this was any of any part of that. None of this gave our teachers the ability to help these children through this very difficult time. And I was, I felt very failed by them. I know you've done a lot, Angie, uh, to expose these things. And let's just say you've been met uh, with, with some resistance. Explain what happened even trying to address the school board in one of the districts you represent, which should basically be your, your public right uh, to do. I know there are more than a dozen districts in Wright, Wright County, but even getting to speak before the school board has proved to be a challenge. Uh, yes. Uh, so after I started getting active with Moms for Liberty, I started realizing how important it was to be part of the school board system, to be a parent that was present at the school board meetings, and to be a parent that is not afraid to speak out about things I saw or questions that I had. And I felt like the school board meetings were the right place to do that. Um, There was several instances like our Buffalo Hanover Montrose School District uh, had a big ruling about transgender youth using the bathroom that they are, their gender is agreeable with, not their sex. And there was over a hundred parents at that school board meeting talking against that. And they still voted that in. And I just thought that was a severe disappointment. And then going forward, as I spoke at the school board meetings about not very easy subjects, you know, things like, like, uh, sexual sexual orientation things about groomers um they just ended up not liking that and they voted uh five to two to silence me and the kind like me where we now have to have approval to speak at a school board meeting and it has to be based on what their agenda is for that day for that meeting It can't be anything that just comes up. It can't be anything I want to talk about. It has to be approved and based on what they're going to be talking about at that school board meeting. Wow, something that really should trouble all parents, uh, I I think. Um, On this hate group classification, I'll mention that Alpha News reached out to the Moms for Liberty National co-founders for a statement. And I wanted to say, too, that there are now 45 states uh, with Moms for Liberty chapters. But part of that statement reads, name-calling parents who want to be a part of their child's education as hate groups or bigoted just further exposes what this battle is all about. Who fundamentally gets to decide what is taught to our kids in school, parents or government employees? We believe that parental rights do not stop at the classroom door, and no amount of hate from groups like this is going to stop that. I'm curious, what was going through your mind, Angie, when you heard that your group was being labeled a a hate group in Minnesota? Well, the first thing I did was laughed because I found it funny that a parent group uh, would be labeled as such. We are joyful warriors. You can see video after video after video all across this country of Moms for Liberty, joyful warriors addressing school boards in a confident yet respectful manner. And I really could not see how they could say we are a hate group. We care about all children. We care about your children. We care about our children. We care about the next generation of children. Children today are being failed again and again and again by the public school system, by our lawmakers, from their short-sightedness that they have. Um, 
our children are not learning. We Many children can't read past a fifth grade level, which when you're thinking about that in the future, that means they can't comprehend anything. They can't comprehend employee contracts. They can't comprehend laws. They can't comprehend politics. And these are the people that are going to be running our country. So it's just uh, amazing to me that we even have pushback for what we want to do, for what we're trying to say, for the things we stand for. It's just astounding that there is even pushback on that for us. I wanted to bring up a good example of, of your work. Last year, Alpha News wrote about a video that 10th graders were supposed to watch at Buffalo High School. This video is from Bill Nye on sexuality and the gender spectrum. X and a Y chromosome for males, two X's for females. But we see more combinations than that in real life. And even for people with just two sex chromosomes, hormones can vary wildly. So can anatomy. What makes someone male or female isn't so clear cut. Give us a bit of the backstory here, Angie, and then what happened after exposing this. So one of my Moms for Liberty group members had a parent approach her, and he was very upset about this video that his child had to watch in school. And he wondered what we could do about it. You know, and she encouraged him because it's always better coming from the parents. I mean, a parent group is is great, but having the parents stand up to, for their children is the best thing that we can have happen in our public in our public sector. Um, so he went ahead and he uh, sent that to Alpha News based on what our Moms for Liberty chapter member told him to do, and get, just got the ball rolling from there uh, with with the exposure on Alpha News with that video. Parents got involved in that in that class, and the teacher had to take that off of the agenda for the kids to watch. And when I followed up with the superintendent about that particular video, he told me that it's based on what the teacher wants to to play it or not. Uh, not every single teacher has to play that. So it's not on the required required activities for that particular class. It was just the teacher's choice there. But again, proves that a parent's voice uh, certain, certainly matters and, and can make a difference. We are featuring stories on Alpha News again and again about books that are very graphic uh, for young children being offered at school libraries, in some cases requi- required reading uh, in classrooms. I know this has been a focus for, for your group as well. Yes, uh, it is very serious. And if there's people out there who think this isn't happening and not happening to their children or and with their children, uh, they really need to wake up because it is happening all over this country. And our children are being exposed to things that their little their little minds are not ready for. We should not be saddling our children with this kind of mature content in such a, such a young age. And it just breaks down all kinds of barriers between parents and children, teachers and children, and even between children. They just don't they don't have the the ability to see the difference between learning and what actually is happening and what is respectful just because of their age. This is not okay. None of this will should ever be okay or acceptable in any realm. 
Angie, I know your group is also focused on giving back, but tell us about the scholarship uh, you now offer. Moms for Liberty, Wright County, we had our first scholarship. This year, we gave it to a freedom-loving Buffalo High School student for $500, and it's going to help her get to Notre Dame and move and pay her tuition. And we just really enjoyed meeting her and her family. One of the things that we chose her for was her dad is her hero. I mean, uh, we asked about heroes. We asked about freedom on our on our applications. And, you know, a lot of kids had teachers as heroes, which is great. I mean, having a teacher for a hero is wonderful. But really, our society should be supporting and promoting parents as being the heroes of their children. And she was one of those kids that really looked up to her dad. He is an immigrant from another country. And just all the lessons that he has taught her about how great this country is, we just felt like she she deserved it. Um, and all the other good applicants, it was hard to pick. But it was it was fun to meet her and get back get back to basics with stuff like that. What is your best advice for parents at this point, even after it seems the state has doubled down on a lot of this at the Capitol this past session? with teaching requirements, uh, et cetera. But is, is there still hope here? You know, I never say never. I always think there's hope. I always think there's something to fight for. Um, what I'm seeing on the ground here is a swell of parents who are starting to ask questions, who are starting to feel empowered, who are, are really starting to pay attention to what are my kids bringing home? What are my kids not bringing home? And why not? And not being afraid to email the teachers certain questions. And, you know, we got, we didn't get here overnight. This has taken a long time for the school system and, you know, the whoever's who thought this was a good idea. It's taken a long time for it to get to this point. Um, so it's not going to change overnight. But if we keep asking the questions and if we keep empowering ourselves and when we do that, we empower our neighbors. We empower the people across the street and to ask the questions and to stand up for their children in the way that they think is right. I think there's always hope. And so I'm not going to I'm not going to say all is lost. Uh, I do think that the public school system needs to start paying a price for how they're teaching our children or not teaching our children. And, you know, the homeschool and online schools are a great avenue for a lot of families to make those changes that they want to see in their kids' school. At the same time, this defunds the public school system and makes them really think about where are they going with this? What are they, what is their true agenda? What is their true goal with teaching equity for grading? What is their true goal of having gender fluid classes and, and things like that? I mean, these are not things that that moms and dads think are important for their, their school children to learn. They think it's important for them to learn to read, to do math, to learn science. And, and if the public school system is not going to support that, they're going to not get supported by the public. In, in closing, Angie, tell us a bit more about your organization, when you meet, how people can find more information. Uh, moms for Liberty, we meet on a monthly basis. Uh, we have one in Dakota County. We have Ottertail County. We have uh, Wright County and uh, Scott County, and I think there's a new one. They just started, so I'm going to say that that is 
like Rochester area. Um, uh, and we all meet once a month. You can find us on the national page, momsforliberty.org, and then search Minnesota, and you can click on whatever county is closest to you. And my group meets the second Monday of every month at the um, local legion. And we just kind of get together and we talk about what's happening with our children. We come up with ideas, things we want to do data requests on, uh, talk about what we're going to talk about at the school board meeting if we get in. And, you know, really try and help educate parents. There's lots of parents who don't really want to be involved, but they want to be uh, in the know. So they follow our Facebook page. And you can find me on Facebook at Moms for Liberty, Wright County, and follow us there. Angie Gregg, the Moms for Liberty, Wright County chapter chair. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that will do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.